Check, check, hello. Check, check, check. One, two, one, two, check. <clears throat> mm, you're coming in pretty nicely. You're listening to the Joe Budden Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Budden. <clears throat> Do you still listen to Joe Budden's podcast, Chris? I try to. It's actually a Spotify exclusive. Uh, so the two best, not, the two biggest podcasters in the world are both named Joe Rogan and Budden. Wow, wow, wow! My head is exploding Speaking right now. Speaking of, I'm about to do a CBD um, tincture under the tongue. Hold, please. Bro, don't do drugs on this podcast. This is not that kind of show, bro. This is a family show. This ain't drugs, bro. I just want to give a shout out to my dog, my uh, weed sport. Yeah, shout, actually, shout out to my dog. He's my dog first. Yeah, I even mean, though I don't use CBD, but that's my man, Dave. Thank you. Yeah, Dave, he, I, he just yeah, Weed Sport is a it's a, a product that I use all the time. They they are nice enough to send me shit, but they just made a CBD for daytime and for nighttime, and they have the stuff. Have you ever tried the one that you rub on your body on your little sports injuries? First of all, any sports injury I have is going to be big. And second of all, no, I don't use I don't use CBD products. So you want in your sobriety journey, you wouldn't even use a topical. No, I don't, and I don't, I don't really know what the the like which official, I respect, which I respect. I don't, absolutely. I don't know what I don't know what the official like ruling is, but I just don't. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I probably. A, a smart bet because you really never do know and it's not worth it to find out yeah i mean i'm not i understand obviously as a former um drug user i understand that cbd is, is not psychoactive mm-hmm. but for some reason i also you know do, like right now in quarantine i found this i told you about those uh those uh manuka honey cough drops with with ginger i found right mm-hmm I've been eating eight. I can't stop. Like I, I'm just like an addict, bro. I so cannot. That, that's stop your my... that's your nicotine gum at this point. Exactly. Yeah, I, I have eight a day. It may, may, it's crazy. Like so these are I, these I are the gin, little ginger ginger chew type thingies. They're not chewy, but yeah, they are, and it's they're they're fucking you know ten dollars a bag. <laughs> well, it would it wouldn't be a Chris Black snack <laughs> if it wasn't severely overpriced. That's true. That's what if you dude. You are right. But once I you once you get into much. the world of uh, of designer honeys, the price tag gets fucking brazy real fast, man. I know, but I don't I, like. I don't use honey in anything else. Like I don't really care about honey. Like I don't drink tea. I wouldn't put honey on toast or anything. So I don't care I don't about really honey know. dog. I don't care about honey, bro. Don't say, man, honey ain't my thing, bro. Um, <laughs> but man, I've had a big day, bro. I went and got a coffee from a store. Oh my god, it felt good! Wow. Okay, walk me through everything. Um, I saw well, on your Instagram story that you were hanging out with a guy wearing a coat, some type of yeah. winter coat. <laughs> well, I went to meet my friend Montreal legend Paul Labonte at uh, another Montreal legend Cafe Olympico. Wow, um, that's the most French Canadian name I've ever heard in my life. I know, and. Uh, you know, you could just walk up to the window at a safe social distance and get a fucking flaming cup of Joe. And, bro, I, it, it hits so much harder. It's crazy. Damn. Imagine if you smoke cigs. Well, I might have a cheeky cig oh, in there. That's yeah. right. That's my favorite thing about 2020 Chris Black is every now and again pop in for a cheeky cig. I mean, dude, I just am like, what else? I, I can't. 
I need no, something it's cool. every well, once I mean, in a while. You know, ever, ever since I've known you, you were never a smoker, but you've always recognized that smoking will always be cool no matter what. It's true. It's and true. I'm smoking, glad that you practice what you preach. Smoking and cocaine are two things that are eternally cool, and I can only have one of them. So <laughs> you, you got you to gotta pick. You know what I mean? <laughs> I agree. It doesn't matter what happens in the world. Those things are always going to be cool. Always cool. But it was really nice to like – have a i don't know it was crazy the americano hit very different it, it was first. odd to walk up to a person and give them you know tell them with your mouth any coffee drink in the world that you could ever think of this this person will make it for you and then they make it for you and you give them money and you drink it we really took that for granted didn't we i i had two americanos and guess what i rode like the montreal version of city bike there <laughs> what's it called does it have a funny name bixie Bixi? B-I-X-I. I'm out. I'm out too, but honestly, like when there's no traffic on the roads and it's it's like pretty nice, and I just feel you know, I feel like riding a bike for for um not for exercise, but for for uh for, you know, just transportation. Yeah. Uh it makes me feel like John F. Kennedy Jr., you know, in his Carolyn Bissette days when you always see him, you know, going to and from work with a bike. Um it's pretty so, interesting how you shift these <laughs> narratives to be convenient for yourself. I, I definitely recall you talking shit on me riding my bike multiple times. And now when you are using it as a commuting device, suddenly it evokes <laughs> times of John F. Kennedy Jr. Well, look, I don't have the looks. I don't have the money. I don't have the last name. I don't have the legacy. Let me have the bike. And yes, I don't, if, you, if you know me, TJ, and you do... I obviously shift the narrative to fit whatever I'm looking to do. That's part of me, being me. Like the gears of a Shimano derailleur. That's a bicycle joke <laughs> for my heads. You do shift no, those I, gears in your direction. I, uh, I, I will make fun of you for anything that you do. It doesn't matter if I agree with it or not. So it doesn't, and that's good. That, that keeps mean, me sharp. Exactly. It doesn't mean I was disagreeing with you. I, I I I stand with TJ. I think there are a lot of people that have that have like a negative association <laughs> with with people. Who, well, you need to take a minute there. No, I just had a little cough. You sorry. got a little ginger chew down the wrong pipe, sport. I got. It's just the corona flaring up. <laughs> Thank God this is a remote show. Um, I think there are a lot of people that give cycling as a means of transportation a negative connotation. I would say most, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> but it's it's like such a weird thing where if you – it's the same thing, the same bike, but if you're wearing spandex and a helmet, then everyone's like, oh, hot, rich guy who takes care of his body. And if you're just wearing a T-shirt, then it's like, oh, this poor, poor person is living a pathetic life. They may well, or may not be homeless. This sounds like you're projecting a little bit, um, but it, I, I am. Under- I am. I am. I, but I think that I don't know. I mean, this quarantine's got me just exercise is all I have. So I mean, why not? You know, buy. Yeah. Like I said on Twitter, why not buy a bike and start riding a hundred miles like a fat dentist? <laughs> fat dentist. You yeah. know what I mean? Like no, I know, fuck it, I know dude. exactly what you mean, and, and it's it's a good activity. I just saw. Our our boy Fi, it's your boy Fi. He's my a, boy Fi. What's Gucci Big Fi? He's a he's a he's a cycle hottie. He's a, he's putting up miles on the Strava. 
He's a literally anything hottie. Um, but yeah, I, I saw was, that um, on, on the I, on the gram, and I was like, of course, this fucking hot piece of shit. Also, like, yeah. cycles shirtless through Mulholland. Yeah, it's so cool. To take pictures of him like smelling a rose or something, you know. <laughs> but I do think that I do think that um, I I've been told by all my runner heads I have to use Strava, but I think it's whack. But apparently, it's the best tracking. Yeah, yeah, it's by far the best. Like everyone uses it. It's just industry standard it's like uniqlo of shit you just got to do it i know oh you know actually that that brings us to our guest um <laughs> uniqlo ceo <laughs> no, just, never mind. yeah no um uh we're, we're today on the show we're having brendan Babenzine, the the founder of uh noah a brand that uh, all the listeners are probably familiar with because i ride pretty hard for it mm. um and Brandon, then, though, and then uh, former creative director of the clothing company Supreme for you, many a year, right? Mi- it was a long mi- time. Many years. Yeah, many years. Basically uh, ran, ran, ran Supreme for a long-ass time. Made it cool, at least. Creatively. Um, yes. Uh, but Brendan is a known athlete, a serious runner. Um, one of the first people I met who would, like, run to work and shit back in the day. Um, so, I, I, you know, we can ask him about his preference for, for tracking. Uh, because I, I like to hear everybody's opinion, you know, um, <laughs> I think it's important to po- poll my friends and colleagues. Uh, I agree. Twitter, elite you're not, and streetwear you're not elite. my, f- <laughs> you're not my friend or colleagues. So I don't know why I'm asking you. <laughs> Me no, no. <laughs> Me no, no. I know you will use an Apple watch, which is a whole other issue, but let me, I'll roast you for that later. Let me call Brendan now. Wonderful. All right. Hello, hello. What up, bro? Hello, hello. What up? What's going on? Nothing, man. How are you living? Oh, just, uh, I'm all right, you know? I guess. <laughs> yeah, sure. I do, I do know, actually. I think it's, we all know. <laughs> anything is, going on? <laughs> anything new? Anything interesting going on? <laughs> oh, my God. I cannot believe Like, dude, I'm just every day completely baffled by... You know, I I went into this thing already kind of like spending an unhealthy amount of time um, evaluating our government and our leadership. Mm -hmm. Um, So now I'm just like off the charts, disturbed and, you know. I think maybe our, our king needs to step away from the fucking internet. You know what I mean? It's Dude, it's... Are you on? Are you looking on the internet? Are you watching the news? Or are you doing all? And that's the problem. So, I mean, I'm a news junkie anyway. Um, like, I yeah, I'm all day, every day. Like news, like on my phone. And then at night, I'm like watching news shows, and like, and I just, I to be honest, I, I've been doing it a lot, but I've I've actually stopped watching as much news because come like eight o'clock at night. I'm exhausted from information overload. Yeah. So I just, I I just can't hear about it. And and they're pretty much saying the same stuff I've already read throughout the day. So, um, I just, I kind of check out. Well, I think the problem is there's so much going on that it does feel like a constant ticker. You you know what I mean? If you start it, if if you look in the morning by the afternoon, there's, there's plenty more where that came from. Um, Yeah. And it's all going to be there in the morning when I get up. So like, so I, I have reduced, visual tv watching component of news but i read way too much well are you able to i mean you're also though 
homeschooling a child and running a business. So I would like to understand how you have time to do all of it. <laughs> if you could, if you could just break down what that looks like for us regular guys out here who spend our time <laughs> running and tweeting, because we got nothing to do except dick around. So we, it's nice to talk to somebody with responsibilities. <laughs> it's, well, it, what's crazy is I've some of my best friends. So like, there's three or four guys right now that I grew up with that somehow and and like look two of them have three kids each one of them i think has two like the other one has two and like somehow they're on like this crazy facebook page from like where we're from and (laughs) they spend half the day just texting each other about it and they're checking out the long island locals (laughs) facebook page dude (laughs) Dude. yeah no they're like they're they're on it and they're like killing it like they're just bringing up all kinds of like old memories but like I'm not sure how they're doing it because I don't have the time for it. And I, these are busy guys. These are not like, you know, they're, they're, they have jobs too. You know what I mean? But yeah, like, yeah, yeah. somehow they're finding the time and I'm, I'm baffled because I am not performing well. Like the homeschooling <laughs> component, thankfully one, Sarah was only five. So like, it's not that serious yet. Um, she's not like, she doesn't have like assignments or anything like that to finish. Like, She doesn't have to keep up. It's pre-K, so it's like whatever. Um, And on top of that, Estelle's here, and she's much better at it than I am. So she's, you know, it's not that I haven't done anything, but she's definitely done a better job than I'll ever do. So I'm thankful for that. But, dude, it's super hard because with a five-year-old, it's like you can't just, like, drop a five-year-old in front of the TV. That would be, like, melt their brain, right? So, you know, you've got to find time. And – it's hard. It's really, really harder than, you know, I could have imagined to be home all day trying to work and take care of a kid. Every, pa- every parent that we've, we've talked to, we've only talked to one other parent, I think on this podcast, but in my life I've talked to a few and they're like, Oh, it's just absolutely insane. It's like way like the schools being closed is the worst thing that could happen. Like that's what people are saying to me. That's like the hardest part. Yeah. When, when, when they announced that it was a wrap for the whole school year, People were kind of like, wait, that's half <laughs> the year. Like, like, they're People like, are like what? Half, Hold up. That's half the year, right? I don't so want to like, see my badass the, little kid that much. Yeah, like Dude, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> it's, it's next level because it'll be, by the time they're done, it's like six months. It's like half the year by the time they go back in the fall. It'll be six months. That's if, if, if we're lucky. Right. If, if they go back in like some normal way or whatever. Think about that. Half the year, I mean, it's it's kind of bonkers. Like, and and most parents that we know, and we're lucky. We're the lucky ones, right? Like, we live a lifestyle that affords us the ability to kind of like, you know, we had we had a babysitter that we shared with our friends, yeah. and like they the babysitter watched both kids. We split it, and that was every afternoon. So the kids had, you know, the, our daughter had like a whole social life. She had a whole yeah. whole, whole other world. Yeah, and I follow your wife. I follow your wife on Instagram. I'm familiar. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like she's killing it. It's like she had a great life. And then come summer, you know, it's like, you know, there's like summer camps and you know all kinds of stuff to keep the kids occupied. Like all of that's gone now, and it's just on us. You know, so it's like, even it's when you got the bag, it's tough. Yeah, it's, I mean, that, yeah, it doesn't. I think it's difficult no matter what. Obviously, it's less difficult for some than others, but it's still difficult. Like just across the board. I mean, I don't know. I'm glad I have no responsibilities because what, <laughs> what, what I'm worried about is getting my mile time down. 
Um, right. And, you know, like recording this podcast. Those are my two main, main goals every day. And making so. sure his Delta status has not been altered in this, <laughs> exactly. in this yes, time. Exactly. exactly. Making sure these important things stay. My, my tent poles. <laughs> um, but are you finding the, the, cause you know, I, Jason and I both, you know, for, for all intents and purposes work for ourselves. So I think that like going into an office is not part of my life really. Uh, but I know, you know, you're, that's a big part of your life. Like you go into the office every day, you have a lot of employees, you have a warehouse, you have all the, you have a store. Um, so I imagine working remotely has been a, a true adjustment for you. Yeah, it's been crazy. Like I was terrified. I was, when, I, I was like, oh, that's it for us. We're done. Like if I don't meet with my team every day in person, I don't know how we do this, you know? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But what we've discovered and it's, it's something I've had suspicions about for a long time. And I've, I've, I've actually talked about, but like, I didn't know if I truly believed it or not is that um, <laughs> you don't have to be the business model that you're told you like this country, everyone goes to work. They go to an office, they see each other and like bosses expect to see your face and all that kind of stuff. Like it, it's not really necessary. We've been pretty productive, man. Like we, we, yeah. We're getting through this, um, and we found a way to work pretty efficiently. In some cases, I'd argue, in certain scenarios, even more efficiently. Which what what kind of scenarios are working more efficiently for you? I mean, we've had you know, like we've had less discussion about things, right? So, like Mm -hmm. when you're in the office in an open floor plan where everybody can hear you and everybody can see you and everybody can chime in, a simple conversation can be triple time-wise. You know what I mean? And when you say, okay, you remove six personalities from the conversation just because they can't physically be there or like they're not on the call, you can kind of get to decisions easier. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And, you know, one of my... I think it's both a strength and a weakness is like, I, I want to hear from people and I want other opinions and I don't want to, I don't want to live in like an echo chamber where like, I'm just kind of like deciding what happens on my own without asking questions. Um, I think that's a very positive thing, mm-hmm. but if not managed properly, it can be really, really detrimental. Um, I, I think, and I, I, may, I think you, as time progresses and you make those decisions, I think the, the effect that where you wake up the next day and that decision that you made hastily or with less people involved and the world keeps spinning and everything was fine and business moves on, that's when it starts to feel a little bit better. Yeah, because if, if you have six people discussing something and like two people don't like the direction you're going, it, gives you it potentially could give you doubts right and you're like oh maybe the way they're thinking about it's the right way to think about it but you know and that can go on and on and on forever and i suffer from that i i suffer from like almost like too much open discussion and and you know yeah it's it's slowed us down and i feel like maybe this is a good thing for us we learn a lot from this and we take some of this going forward whether we're all in the room together or not in the future and maybe we won't be maybe there's a scenario where you know we don't go to work every day you know as a group (laughs) i mean i think that's probably going to be the case at least you know in the in the near future um i think that 
at least for me, I mean, I've been to your office many times and I feel like it is very collaborative and that's like necessary to a point. But, um, I think that, uh, everybody's going to learn something from this. So if, it, if, if it's, you know, if you've learned that you don't need to do that all the time, that will be beneficial probably because it'll just streamline the process. Yeah. And, I mean, that's what it should be about, right? Like even with our business, we always wanted people to have their own lives. Um, and you mean your, your employees, you mean? Yeah. I've never really raised me like, I'm not like, if someone's not in the office, I'm not like, where are they? What are they doing? You know, like it's not, it doesn't freak me out. You're not a regular um, boss. You're a cool boss. Yeah. I'm cool, <laughs> boss. Cool, bo- cool boss. Cool boss. Yo, like, bro, I skate too, guys. It's cool. Like, it's fine. <laughs> like, yo, just come in whenever. It's cool. I skate. It's fine. You guys no, want like, some more rosé? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah like that that that's very real and like that's what it that's how it should operate right like people should have a, a life and you know my thing has always been like if the job's getting done i, I don't really care if i see you or not you know what yeah, i mean like yeah. I, it doesn't matter to me if the job well, all that matters to me is the job is done now the flip side of that is like people you know, and I'm not saying our people do it, but I, I know people can take advantage of those types of environments for sure. Um, and just dip out and not get the work done. Um, that obviously can't be tolerated in, in a working environment when things need to get done. But we've been, we've been pretty lucky. Our, our team gets it and they, for the most part, act pretty responsibly about it. Um, well, I feel like people want to be there. You know what I mean? It's like, a, I think that it's like a, it's a small enough team where people feel connected to things versus like working in some big corporation where they just want to get away with as much as possible. Right. Yeah, that's true. The people that have come to work in our company, they, they already have like a connection. Yeah, exactly. They're they're not just there for the check. They're like attracted to the whole thing and the lifestyle that comes with it. Yeah. They're about it. They're real, you know? So like we're, we're lucky. We're lucky well, in that way. What's going on with the store? Cause I think this is the most interesting part. Cause I think we've, we've, we've talked to people with businesses, but I think like the retail part is interesting to me at least. Um, I think that, uh, in New York, especially that was just such a core of the business. So what are you guys doing? How are you handling it? I mean, we're not, it's, it's, it's you know, <laughs> that, part of, that part of the business is, is a wrap. I mean, there's nothing we can do. Like this store has been closed for weeks and weeks and, you know, we are an online business right now. Um, before, ex- before the quarantine happened, what was the percentage of, of business from e-commerce versus brick and mortar? If you don't mind sharing that. Um, probably it's, I, I'm guessing because I don't really track it like that way. He doesn't. You know, he's, but, not um, a, he's not a numbers guy, TJ. He's more <laughs> of a top-down creative guy. You know what I mean? Well, that makes one of us. <laughs> yeah. we're, I mean, we're really uh, we come for the P and L here on this podcast. Mm-hmm. That's what we care about. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know I needed. I didn't know I needed both for this conversation. <laughs> yeah, we. I would have. I would have called your accountant directly, but I thought that was a little. <laughs> Could you just share so. your screen, please? I need to <laughs> exactly. <the> spreadsheet. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm guessing, I think it's either like 60, 40, 70, 30, like web to store, something like that. Okay. Um, and is, you know, is the, is, or do you think businesses are sort of considering brick and mortar, uh, that to be more of like a marketing cost versus a, a revenue source or like sort I mean, of shifting that way? I mean, it wasn't for us. We, you know, the store was as important as the web and driving sales. I mean, cause like mm-hmm. if you did, if you were just do the like, you know, the dollar for dollar kind of like 
what you do in the store, the store, the store performs pretty well. You know what I mean? Like the, yes, there's a lot of overhead, there's rent and staff and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. the store on its own. That bitch was still making money. For listeners, for listeners at home, it, it's it's a beautiful store in a prime part of New York City. So I'm sure you guys had lots of foot traffic and tourists and people from all over the world. Real heads, go there. real heads may recognize as the the Paul Frank store. That's what I call it still, <laughs> but 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 it's been rebranded as Noah for the time being. Yeah, um, old old timers might remember. Old, remember so that used to be the Paul Frank store. I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah, years a, ago. A little piece of New York history for you there, yeah. TJ. But I think that the store also, and this is the this is the thing that is like not quantifiable uh, monetarily, is that the, the, your store specifically, uh, I think it serves as like a hub and like a cultural space, and, and people like to go in there. It's it's not just a place to like sell t-shirts. Um, I've been in there that, 10 times, never purchased a single thing. Sorry. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but, but appreciate, I, we appreciate your business. I we touched your business. the corduroys a lot, though, and they felt great. <laughs> But I think that that is something that that is uh, impossible to replicate. You, you know what I mean? And that's something that we're all just kind of. I at least me, like I miss. Like I'm. I went and got a coffee today from somewhere, and it felt like I was literally doing cocaine. I felt so. I was so excited <laughs> by the whole. Like it wasn't just the caffeine. It was like I got to interact with someone, even at a safe distance, and do this whole thing. And I think that that part. Um, you know, you can obviously shift sales to online, blah, blah, blah. But the cultural part of it, a blog post isn't the same as going to the store and talking to people and seeing things. No, for sure. And like, you know, for us, the store experience, the true, the true experience, not just like shopping experience, but like this idea that the store was, you know, a real living and breathing entity where people could like say hello to each other and talk and hang out or whatever. Like it wasn't always about shopping. It was really meant to be more like just people can just kind of like interact that's such a huge part of who we are as a, as a brand, as people that losing that it's like losing an appendage. It's really, it's really damaging to us. Like emotionally, like we miss it, you know? Um, But with that said, you know, we're clearly not alone in that regard. Right. Like at least, like you said, we do have the ability to sell stuff online. You know, if you're a restaurant, forget it. Right. Like, restaurants movie theaters like there's there's other businesses who've lost the, like the ability to sell anything completely you know what yeah. i mean and like those are the businesses where i'm just like oh my god that's just like you know what do you do like lucky strike is closed oh no it's crazy it's been open for 35 years or something i mean it's crazy Dude, i mean i think the first time i went there i might have been in high school like you know like it it was a staple you know so yeah. it it's it's sad and you know what's really truly the saddest part of this whole thing you know like obviously loss of life and people losing loved ones and you know even just being like severely ill is an awful thing you know and but like so much of this could have been avoided like you know like oh uh, yeah like a, like 90% of it could have been avoided like you know like i mean if if our society had a different set of priorities, if our leadership actually did their jobs, they would have been prepared for this, right? Like, like they've been studying these viruses forever and they just don't fund it. So they stop pursuing it. And now it happens and we're behind. We should have been ahead of this, right? Like, why are we not prioritizing potential disaster? Why are we waiting 
for it to happen to then act. It's just insane to me. It's like, it just shows, shows how ineffective leadership is on, on a global scale. Not well, just to me, it's, a, I mean, it's, a, it seems like an, an ignorance is bliss situation, which is insane when you think about the, the gravity of it all, you know, it's like, um, I don't think you can't ignore things and expect them to go away, which is, I think the, to me, like that's a big lesson to take from this. I, I you know, and I, I know that might, that might simplify it a little bit. Um, but I do think that's the truth of the matter. Um, yeah, that's, I, that's the approach, right? Like, and that's yeah. like, I mean, people just operate that way. They just kind of go like, well, maybe it'll never happen. So I, I mean, I, I, unfortunately I've operated that way in my life and it didn't get me too far. So yeah. I've learned, I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> Honestly, it's like, Oh, this isn't a problem. I'm just going to keep, no, it's fine. It's fine. And it's just not fine. And, and it, it, uh, it goes from not fine. It goes from fine to not fine really quickly. Um, but you, you making those choices for yourself personally is one thing. Very different. No, you're right. You're right. When you have, you know, career politicians whose job it is to manage, you know, the safety and security of populations. That's their job. That's like they're, they govern, right? They govern. I would, some would argue that's their systems. only, that's their only job. Right. <laughs> so someone, someone to say, but they don't really do it. And that's, what's so crazy about this. They don't do anything really. Well, right? Brendan, like, I think the issue is, is that it's, it's, it's a job to them. You know what I mean? I think it's like a, it's a game uh, as far as like the way that someone would play like corporate politics I- internally. You know what I mean? It's the same idea. I think it's like, I want to stay in power for as long as I can. It's not about what I can do while I'm there. Um, and that's, you know, that's a bigger issue too. It's, I mean, it's, it's kind of nuts. Cause like it, it, this to me feels like, I feel the way people must've felt like in the sixties, right? Like when, when hippies were like out there kind of like screaming and yelling about things, because the fact is nothing's really changed since then. Right? Like the, the, the people in power don't really do the right thing for the population they use their power to like enrich themselves and their friends and advance kind of like corporate you know structures the only loads of money the (laughs) the only thing the only thing i like about it is insider trading that shit seems pretty cool to be honest (laughs) like i like i gotta be real with you if somebody gave me a tip i'd probably take the tip and make a couple million i maybe not if i was a senator but as a citizen i like insider trading you know yeah, what I mean? You're let me, let me. You're, I mean, you're definitely on the like no scruples side of things for sure. Like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's me. That's me. But I do think it's. I mean, what? But I guess the bigger question is, what are you able to do to to take your mind off of this? Besides work, like, are you are you deep into some TV series? Are you listening to a lot of music? <laughs> are you do? Are you running? I was going to ask you about running because I've recently embraced it more than I ever have, and it's bringing me a lot of joy in the situation. So. I've been running, um, but I've always been running. To be, do, to be do you use? Hold on, do you use Strava? I don't even know what that is. Fire, fire, very cool. Very cool. Fire. So, what do you use to track your distance and stuff? Come on, dude. You know me better than that. I'm not tracking my distance. Like you're, you're just running. I use the clock, dude. I know my <laughs> mileage. I, I know, use like, the clock. I use like, the clock. Yeah, he's like he, he's like a fly fisherman or a soul surfer, you know. He doesn't <laughs> he doesn't need all your bells and whistles and and gear. Dude, he does it with, a, with the feeling. Set a meeting with me. Set a meeting with me in the future, and tell me how far it is. Be like, oh, you live here, and, all right. and you'll be like, uh, it's a four mile run to come to have lunch with me, right? I'll just figure it out and go. Like I'll just like. You yeah, know, he looks at the position and... of the sun and then tracks <laughs> yeah, the head. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, I told I told Jason 
before I was like, you know, Brendan's one of the first people I ever met that would like run to work. You know what I mean? And shit like that. <laughs> like that. When you worked at Supreme, I'd be like, where are you going? And you're like, oh, I'm going to work. I'm like, bro, you're drenched in sweat wearing Patagonia shorts. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? But I, I don't. To meet, I run to meetings all the time. Like, it's. You used to, I, mean, I feel like you used to run to Whole Foods, fill up a backpack, and run back. <laughs> <laughs> That's my very big cool. Thing, my, my big thing was, um, was Christmas shopping. Like, I would go out and run. Yeah, because think about it. Like, you're married, you know what I mean? You're trying to, like, get some Christmas shopping done. And Estelle and I work together for the most part. So, like, when am I going to be – like, we're, we're together all the time, like, all day long, like, at the office and this and that. So, like, sometimes, I, you know, you go for a run, and it's the only time you – Wait, did we lose him? Chris. There we go. Now I can hear you. I didn't move. That was weird. I was sitting in the same spot I was the whole Dude, time. it's fucking – it's big government. That's 5G, bitch. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> well, now 5G. I've moved. Yeah, I used to I used to I used to go Christmas shopping. So uh, was, so like, so you could just picture you hauling ass down the street with a Barney's <laughs> bag over your shoulder. Um, more like wrap this up while I'm here, so you'd see me with like a fully wrapped, like <laughs> fully wrapped wrapping, gift. That's fully fire. Gift, basically carried like a football. Like just okay, okay. That. You wow, look like very- you look like an elf on Christmas Eve. Rushing yeah, to right. get this package into Santa's sleigh. Right. That's very put me, cool. Put me on the cover of Runner's World magazine and the December issue and we're all set. <laughs> so so you are able to you are able to get out for runs to, to clear your clouded mind. Yeah, I run I'm running almost every day. Um, my runs aren't as effective as they used to be because like usually I'm able to completely turn off when I yeah. run. Yeah. And that's the whole point. But now I feel like I'm kind of like looking over my shoulder and trying to avoid people. And like, yeah, yeah, so yeah like I I'm agree. A little, I'm a little like, yeah. I'm, I guess I'm, it's harder to do that in New York City versus, you know, going for a run in the countryside where you won't see anybody. Yeah, it's, it, it's become do you listen, complex. Do you listen to music? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, I didn't, you know, know, I, didn't, just, I didn't know Zen Daddy. You're talking about yeah, all this you, other you shit. You seem like the kind of guy who would go silence. Yeah, full oh, silence. Like, no, no, music is like it, it, I've always run with music. It's definitely like um, I need it. I can't do it. I couldn't imagine. Which Chili Peppers album are you running to? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> funny. Um, I don't think you thought that was that funny. You guys, Estelle's gonna Estelle's gonna correct my um, my his AV tech is gonna sort us out. I love that Estelle is the AV squad of the house. This guy was definitely the AV squad. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm like, you ever see those commercials where people buy homes and they turn into their parents? That's yes, like, I know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know the commercial you speak of. Yeah, that's uh, basic. That's basically me at this point. There you go. You sound strong now. Very booming voice. Cool. Um, oh. I don't know what we're we talking about. Music. Yeah, what, we're talking about you listening to the Red Hot Chili Peppers while you run. <laughs> Which I don't, by the way. Like I, <laughs> we want to make that very clear. Red, I, what do you I, listen to? I love to? Red Hot Chili Peppers, but I don't really. If I were to listen to one record of the Chili Peppers while running, it would probably be Freaky Styley. But mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you're not really on the running playlist. To be are honest. you listening? To, are you listening to full albums back to back, or are you listening to like a, a playlist? No, I'll do like um, I'll do like not even playlists so much, but like like I was saying, I'll put on the radio station. Um, WLIR, which is the one I grew up with, that went out of business in like 
1989 or something. And they were one of the first, if not the first, like alternative radio stations in the country, kind of like K-Rock in California. Wait, you would put this, you can listen to this on your, on your iPhone? Yeah, they're, they're, they're like a WLIR.FM now, like they've come back. Oh, and, I see. They've um, okay, so they've come back and they're online, not on the, the right. airwaves. Okay, right. I understand. Right. So you online. really so are turning listen- into your parents listening to the radio <laughs> on your run. Sorry. Sorry, say that again. I missed that. I said you really <laughs> are turning into your parents listening to the radio on a run. Oh, for sure. Yeah, completely. 100%. Which is cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. And then other days I'll just pick stuff like... Do they, play, like, do they play music from that era, or are they playing, like, new alternatives? So I tune in for the music from that era. When they play new stuff, I get pissed. Like, <laughs> yes. like Because the new stuff sucks. Like, I mean, Imagine Dragons or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was so, going to say, I wonder what it would even be. Like, so they have a show where they play all the shit from your youth. They, they, so it's unclear to me what the breakdown is at the moment. Um, it seems like they have like a show during, during like lunchtime that plays older stuff. And like, I think a lot of it is still older stuff. Cause that's a classic, a classic lunchtime rock block. You love to see it. Basically. Yeah. But it's, it's not Led Zeppelin, right? It's like the cure or whatever. Um, so I listen to that, but then I'll just like pick something, right? Like, like I'll listen to like, what I've been listening to a lot lately, both on runs and when I was driving out to surf, um, was Thin Lizzy. <laughs> like, uh, wow. Yeah. Jailbreak. Yeah. That, so that record, it's actually called Jailbreak. Mm-hmm. That's a really good record. Like, I can yeah. honestly recommend that to just about anybody. It's got, it's got anything you want. It's got like <laughs> up-tempo up songs. It's got kind of ballady type stuff. Those guys are great incredibly incredibly underrated band. i've only done uh, coke to that album but running sounds good too <laughs> yeah i mean it gets the heart rate going either way see my problem is is that when i do a when i do a playlist for running i need everything to be upbeat i can't handle a ballad in there i need everything to be bumping to keep right. my energy energy level up but i feel like that's a weakness on my part it is well you know yeah, we know that about you. But, you know, <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe. I, I mean, I, I look. I, everyone's got their own stuff, right? So, like, I, I generally like upbeat stuff. But when I really get humming and like, I stop thinking. Yeah, it doesn't really matter. What's That's on true. Anymore. Like, That's true. I'm almost not even hearing it. It's like it's kind of bad. It's like when you're working with good music on, you know, you kind of like it get disappears. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you, tr- I try and achieve that and then whatever's on is just on and it doesn't really matter. I'm not really like singing along to it. You know Well, I mean? see, I am, I'm playing air drums. <laughs> like I'm going in. If you see me running, you're like, what's up with this freak show? Like, this guy's <laughs> losing his fucking mind. Like my AirPods are going to fall out. I'm going so crazy. But- yeah, do you, uh, I mean, do, Brendan, do you, you ever gotta- listen to podcasts on a run? No, no. <laughs> I, I think I've listened to like three podcasts in my whole life actually. Um, mm-hmm. okay. one of, one of, one of them was, um, what's his name? Revisionist history. Um, yeah. Malcolm Gladwell. Yes. Which one, which episode? Uh, something about golf courses and like, that's the best one. I yeah. I don't know why somebody must've recommended it or something, but it was really good. I mean, it was probably I'm Jake Davis. Fan. Yeah. That's a Jake Davis recommendation for sure. 
Yeah, most of the things I do in my life are recommendations from Jake anyway. So Wow, you, you really it's shouldn't probably, listen to him. That's scary. You're gonna yeah, start it's, baking bread and having a cat. It's pretty bad. I'm about <laughs> to buy all the, the, the Barry's boot camp paraphernalia instead of the gym in my house. <laughs> I mean I mean I've it's crazy that you can't buy a kettlebell anywhere in the world right now. Like if like it's you guys should have made a Noah kettlebell. That would Dude, really you know go through the roof. You know what's crazier? The fact that you even know that you can't buy a freaking kettlebell right now, that's, dude, that's crazy to me. Like, why do you know that? You because I fucking kettlebell? checked. Of course, dude. I'm out here. I'm going to lose muscle mass right now yeah, during a, this fucking uh, downturn. A friend of mine sent me a link. <laughs> People are making kettlebells at home and selling them on Craigslist for like $75. And they're, they're made out of like cement. <laughs> People are People are taking basketballs, cutting <laughs> cutting a basketball open, filling it with cement and putting a handle on it. And selling them as, as kettlebells because they're they're just sold out everywhere. It's impossible to find them. So Estelle's been doing a workout with a, a girlfriend of hers and her husband in Sri Lanka are trainers. So her whole crew has been getting together and doing yeah. these workouts in the morning. And they one of the things they've been doing is I guess they fill a backpack with stuff. Yeah, yeah, I've seen backpack. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean. So that, that's the that, answer to the kettlebell. That's the problem, though. You can't get weight. Like, I need weight. You know what I mean? Like, I can do all the push-ups and shit, but to really see the gains, you need weight. Are you kind of, like, like secretly trying to tell us how strong you are right now? No, I'm not. I'm trying to tell you how desperate <laughs> I am. There's no secret. Not, no, no, this is no secret. Trust He's me. like, listen. no backpack can hold the weight I need. Exactly. <laughs> like, on, I, don't, like, I don't know what kind of backpack. Maybe, maybe an army-grade military <laughs> reinforced. Maybe. Maybe but, the like, big Rimawa. Not. Yeah, exactly. I need I need a suitcase actually. No, I just I just find it um I think that because all I could do was like body weight stuff or band stuff, that's part of the reason I was drawn to running is it was like a little more extreme in some way, in a different way for me to like right. push myself like that. It was like more extreme and also the weather. I'm in Montreal and the weather here has not been like I was running in the snow yesterday morning. Right. So I was I was really on my like rocky shit, which you can't indoor with a kettlebell ain't going to be the same as that. You know what I mean? As far as like feeling like I'm pushing myself. Yeah, dude, I get that. I mean, the whole draw for me originally with running was the movement and actually not being inside, not being yeah. in, in like a small, like, like weight training and all that stuff. It just doesn't appeal to me because you're just in one space. Um, with running, you're kind of like, you're getting exercise, but you're also out seeing the world and interacting with the world you're right um, you're right and that, and that's, that was the original draw for me no i think that's been an appeal especially being in a place that i'm not super familiar with you know what i mean right. is that you actually like i'd never seen the olympic stadium here before and now i run by it and it's fucking insane like it's such a crazy looking building and it's so you know it's just i would have probably never seen that you know right. what I mean? And now you have you have dreams of being the oldest man to qualify for the Olympics. Like <laughs> First Every of time all, you run by, you start envisioning yourself on the podium. <laughs> the fact that the fact that a man who's older than me is saying that is fucked up. But I know what you mean. <laughs> I know what you mean. Uh, no, I don't have delusions of grandeur. I know that I'm I know that I'm merely a homespun athlete with no future. Don't don't worry. I'm very familiar. You don't have to put me in my place. I know where I stand. But are you are you are you skating? Um, I haven't been. Um, it's funny that you say that because I think I've been thinking a lot about it and I probably should. It's something I can go out and do by myself. Um, yeah. But by the time I'm done with the run, I get home, you know, I do some work. It gets to be a little, it would be a little bit unfair of me to like dip yeah. to go skate because obviously Estelle's busy too. So like we have to try and split it. And I'd argue that like 
she's probably looking at the sailor more than I am at this point. So I'm, yeah. I have to try and find time to like be present. Um, Do it all. You're, you're just a modern working man, a father, a working man, a yeah. runner, a skateboarder. I mean, the, <laughs> the slashes go on and on, dude. I can't even, you know, well, is this, has, has this shit caused any, like, I guess another question retail wise, is this delayed plans for the future? Is a lot of stuff on hold right now or? Oh or, yeah, or, for sure. It, like it we is. Were, Cause you we were, were opening a store in Japan or. We're still doing that. Okay. So that's still happening. Um, like another store in Japan. If you right, guys yeah. could see what I was, if you guys could actually see what I was doing right now, it would really drive home the kind of like all encompassing duties of a father right now. You can't even imagine. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> you I'm changing cheap. the diaper? Pretty close to that. Um, <laughs> so we were opening a store in LA and that just, I mean, we were like, like we could have signed a lease like a, a day later, right? Like we, oh, you were that close. Yeah, we were super close to like moving forward with an LA location, which obviously now is on hold. Um, the Osaka store is still going forward. And that's where Estelle's been spending a lot of her time. She's because she's doing all the all the interior design. She's not. She's not going there. She's doing all this remotely. She, she was there a few weeks before we shut everything down over here. She had just gotten back. Interesting. Uh, she was in Japan in the middle of the China uptick, and she got back a few weeks before we started shutting things down here. But since she's been back, everything's remote. She's doing, you know, all the interior design, all the furniture design, you know, selecting, I mean, everything tiles, you name it. Like, I'm sure that's difficult if you can't put your hands on it. You, you know what I'm saying? Or, or like see that stuff IRL or, or are there samples that she's able to look at like in real life and then via mail and stuff or is this all done online? Well, she, so she, when she went, they did a lot of shopping, like a lot I of see. like visiting places Okay. And she was selecting things. She also sends them a lot of like visual references and stuff. And then they have been sending her some samples. Like that's cool. You know, wa- wallpaper samples, tile yeah, samples, yeah. wood samples, whatever. So she's able to kind of like see it in person. I feel like you have to see that stuff in person. I feel like you can't really judge it off a screen. Yeah. Unfortunately, what she won't be able to do is like go just prior to the opening mm. and just double check everything, you know? Oh, so Which, just, when does it, when does it open? Uh, good question. I mean, it was going to open early May, but at the, like as of this moment, I'm not really sure to be honest. It'll it'll be relatively soon, but yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. clear. And um, LA, LA, did you had you found a neighborhood you liked? Yeah, we found a few places we liked. We were, you know, um, negotiating with the landlords, and I mean, we were we were pretty deep into it. Okay, like, we were we were ready to go. I mean. We, you know, I think we had pretty much settled on a location we liked, and if everything had panned out, we would have been like, "Cool, sign the lease." Um, so that's, you know, who knows when that's going to happen? And there was a lot of other things tied to that location, um, other plans we had. Yeah, just we, West Coast, or you mean in the actual space, or just in general? In the space and as a broader kind of like brand expansion. Um, yeah that space was going to kind of like serve as a launch pad for some new ideas. Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, it'll still happen. Yeah. We'll still do it. Um, and we'll still expand the way we've been talking about expanding, but it won't happen at the same scale and in the same time frame. 
you know? Yeah. Like ev- everything's going to change, not just for us, for everybody, but like we, we will, our focus, the things we focus on in the past will still be there, but we'll definitely shift gears a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, like on online is going to be important for a long time. Like even sure. when they say, okay, everybody cool, go outside. I don't see people kind of like being very comfortable, you know, interacting with loads of people every day, you know? Um, yeah. I can't tell. I think it's going to be like split down the middle where there's people who are just so either like don't care and need interaction so much. They're just going to jump the gun and there's going to be people that are, are freaked out by the whole thing for months and months to come. Yeah. It's for people that just don't pay attention. That scare me because you know, this thing's, pretty serious like it's not you know it's not something to kind of like overlook so for me it's like do i want to subject my store staff to irresponsible behavior you know yeah well i was going to ask this too have you had have you had employees that are like super freaked out by this whole thing or has everybody been kind of even keel about it um i think everybody's been pretty cool you know looking back on the month prior to the shutdown and, or even like the two months prior to the shutdown, I'm pretty sure a few of us had it. Yeah. 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 No, I've heard that from a lot of people. I think a lot of my friends have had it. You know, a few people in the company were pretty sick for like 10 days, two weeks kind of thing. And like really healthy people with good diets and young and and like, they were like laid up for like 14 days. Like you just don't, that doesn't happen. So I'm looking at it now and like, Oh yeah. Like this person probably had, coronavirus you know yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, for so, sure. but everybody has handled it pretty well um we've had to furlough some people um we've since gotten one of those loans oh so, you have yeah we were we were early on that we um we we got it like they launched it on like the friday and it was a disaster right like i don't yeah. know if you guys remember but like the first day it was a complete train wreck I kept hearing, um, like, the website just didn't work and shit. Website didn't work. You know, to be fair, the government hadn't given any oversight into how it was going to work. They still really haven't. It's still very unclear. But you, you've you actually received a check. Like, you, the money is in your yeah. account. That's yeah. amazing. Friday, I mean, that's, that's pretty fast. The Friday was a disaster. The following Monday, we were top of the list. We, like, we worked all weekend, um, you know, to be prepared. Um, yeah. And we had our thing submitted Sunday night. So was it just a lot yeah. of like in-depth paperwork? Um, yeah, there was, you know, it's, it's like that you have to show your kind of like payroll, you know, yeah. like what your payroll is for the month and all that kind of stuff. It's like, cause the money is supposed to go directly to payroll. Correct. So it's built around payroll. The idea yeah. was to keep people employed, to keep people, um, okay. Ha- basically so people could spend money, right? Pay rent, pay mortgages. I love, buy, I love spending food. money, Brendan. I love spending money. <laughs> <laughs> finally, you, know you do. Finally, there's something cool <laughs> to talk about this whole thing. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So it's, it's built around payroll, but you can use 25%. Like if you don't want to spend it all on payroll, you're allowed to use it for like rent and utilities, yeah. I guess. Did your landlord but, play ball with you guys in New York or is it just business as usual? We haven't asked. We we paid our rent, and we'll see. You know, like we we have. It's only been it's only been one cycle of yeah, rent. yeah. So yeah. we just paid it. Um, and if we need to have that conversation, I guess we will. I'm hoping. I'd rather not because 
even though my landlord is probably massively wealthy, I'm sure he has his own. He owns a, yeah. Yeah. He's got to pay mortgages still too. Right. If, I, I mean, if everyone in all of his buildings stops paying their rent, like what happens to him, you know? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he, uh, but he's, I mean, he's loaded. He owns a bunch of buildings, but so far we're, we haven't even bothered asking if we can delay payments or anything. If we, you know, if we can manage this thing without, you know, altering the way we do business very much, I'd, I'd rather. I feel like it's almost like a responsibility. To I agree. I agree with you. I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. I think it's like, I think the more normalcy as far as business goes, it can be upheld, the better it is for everyone. Um, economically and just mentally, I think, you know. Yeah, because um, it, all, it all kicks down the line, right? Like yeah, that's, anyone, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like if, like, and we're not rich, right? Our company's small. We don't make a ton of money personally. But we can still afford, at least for the moment, to continue to employ people because we got the loan. We can continue to pay our rent. You know, we've made some adjustments and some alterations for sure. But like we can still operate as normal, which is really what anyone with, with the means to do so should do, right? Like anyone who's yes. got a ton of money and is trying to like not pay people, you know, like that should be like treasonous at this point. <laughs> no, I agree. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. The economy, you know, we live in a consumer based economy that relies on people having money to, to buy things and to spend money. And, and if you don't pay your people, if you can afford to, you're just a douche at this point. You know no, what I mean? shit, it's like, you're right. But I think you're right though. The, the reality is it all just goes down the line. So yeah. if you, you know, if you're fucking up, it's going to, it's always going to fuck somebody below you, you know, and that's not, that, that doesn't do anybody any good really. Have you seen, has, has certain stuff sold better? Like is, have different products started to sell better or is it the same stuff that you usually see uh, at the same rate? The masks like, are dude, selling are, a lot are, more. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When's, the, <laughs> when's the Noah mask dropping, first of all? <laughs> and second of all, yeah, I mean, is certain st- I just wonder if, you know, like, if, if is it a lower price item? Is it a more, like, comfortable, for lack of a better term, item? Or is, are you seeing basically the same stuff? No, we, we've seen a, a pretty serious, like, we always sell T-shirts and hats and sweatshirts well. Um, but that's pretty much the bulk of our sales at this point. No one, oh, really? No one's buying a leopard print double-breasted suit? That's so weird. <laughs> no, sir. Like, <laughs> wow, I'm shocked. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, basically, I, I guess if, if, if you're not going out looking sharp, you're not buying it. You know what I mean? Like, Is that going to you know, change the way that you guys manufacture clothes and like the products that you sell in, in the near future? Or are you guys going to keep going business as usual? It'll basically business, be business as usual. Um, you know, we might shift some quantity a bit. Like we might decide yeah. to order less of certain things and that kind of thing. But like, you know, this, this is temporary. Temporary could mean six months. It could mean 18 months, but it is temporary. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the business we've been building for the last five years, I don't, it, it can't change. Like we believe in what we're doing. We believe that what we're doing is, is a better way to operate. Um, a clothing company so we, we see that going into the future once this is over like you know people are going to need shirts and pants and jackets again yeah. um, mm-hmm. and for us it's an opportunity to kind of like come out the other side super strong being one of the brands that people look to to be like okay cool like if i'm going to spend money with a company i'm going to spend money with a company that i know is one making clothes responsibly trying to offer me a great quality product at a, at a good price and also is attached to other things 
like you know from the call it give back whatever the hell you want to call it and mm-hmm. and i think consumer behavior is going to change and we we bet the farm on that we built this business on that idea we were like consumer behavior has to change because we can't rely on huge corporations or people in government to make the change for us but when consumers tell you what they want or how they want things to be with their spending companies will respond to that and that's oh, 100%. How you can, yeah, yeah and that's how you can drive change so we're going to basically operate business as usual with a few minor alterations probably just in like how much of things we order you know mm-hmm. do you have any what is your prediction or estimation on when you're going to open new york store back up again god i have no idea i mean I'm not sure I'll even open even when they say I can because mm-hmm, if they yeah. jump the gun, if I think they're jumping the gun, and it doesn't sound like New York will, it sounds like Cuomo is really. Well, right gonna, now, what does May 15th mean exactly? Because that's the date I've heard. Does that mean it's just going to get a little less strict, but it's going to be kind of the same? It's unclear to me. It sounds like May 15th is like a best case scenario. I, I don't know once May 15th comes if they're going to say, okay they might push it again because you know once you start once people people are stupid man like once they're (laughs) like oh you can go outside people are gonna act stupid and like people are gonna get sick again you know you know what brendan what i always say is you can never underestimate the stupidity of the american people and that is something that (laughs) that is something that i will i will that is a hill i will die on but you're absolutely right like they'll be at bars like spitting on each other may 15th Right. Like, <laughs> dude, all, all you need, we've had a, like, we're in that transitional part of the year in New York where like one day it's like 35 degrees and the next day it's like 60. The few days we've had over the last month that have been like really nice outside, like, you know, 60 degrees, sun's out. The park is people, popping. People instantly forget. They get lulled into this comfort of like, oh, it's a beautiful day. And they, they go out and you start seeing people letting their guard down. It, I mean, really quickly yeah no for sure it just takes one day and so i I worry about the the better weather when it comes because i do think people are just going to like be tricked into thinking it's all good um i mean it does because nice weather feels healthy you know what i'm saying yeah (laughs) it does does. like when the sun is out i my mood is better i feel better i want to be outside which i mean that feeling is hard to um to to damper because of like something that's not you know, real to you, maybe depending on who you are. Um, well, it's not, it's not visible and it doesn't feel yeah. like it could be a problem. Right. I mean, so yeah, I mean, May 15th is the date apparently in New York. I, I don't know if that date will stick, but if it doesn't feel comfortable, I might not open May, you know, I'm, I don't know if yeah, I'm yeah. open. Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I mean, I think that's the beauty of being an independent business that you get to make those decisions. You know what I mean? And, and like, there's not really, you know, it's literally up to you. It's not some board that's telling you what to do. Um, right. And if you feel like people are at risk, then you're not going to do it. And again, like you said, you have the, you know, for lack of a better term, luxury of, of having an online store. So revenue is coming in. It's not like a restaurant where you're just fucked. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm at the, at this point, I'm kind of, I'm like following the science and, yeah. you know, as this thing drags on, what we're just discovering is, it's not as deadly as they said it was really like not even close because they had it at like three and a half percent. Now it's at like 0.6 because what they, what they didn't know is like a lot more people had it. Right. So 
when you have a much larger pool of people who have this thing, they were unaware that they had it, clearly the death toll is going to drop. And it has dropped considerably. Like It's nowhere near what they said it was originally. Yeah. Um, additionally, there are more people that have had it. They didn't know that. Like as they, as they ramp up testing, they're discovering way, like in New York, right? I think the official count is like 200 and something thousand. Well, they just did a round of testing, and now they're saying they think it's more like over 2 million people have had it. Right? <laughs> that's, so a, like, that's a slight difference in numbers I there. Mean, it, it's insane. So like, if it turns out that a huge portion of the population has already had this, and if it turns out that, yes, indeed, young, healthy people can get sick and can die, but nowhere near the rate that they thought, then things, you know, you might think differently about it. But For sure. to, to date, there's been so much misinformation and so much lack of information that it's hard to even make an informed decision about how to move forward. So I'm kind of waiting on more data, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it feels like in the past week, it's been the first time that I've seen data that feels like real and trustworthy and to some degree kind of like well vetted. Because before that, it's just been like people throwing shit at the wall every time you turn on the TV or, or read an article. So I'm waiting for like concrete data to make any decisions. That's smart. Are you, do you think that, does it feel weird outside? Because I left New York before it got weird. Like, does it feel weird? Dude, it's totally weird. Like, like people nuts. vibing each other out or just like completely like, like zombie land? <laughs> so definitely not vibing each other out because you know how New Yorkers are when, when things go bad, they tend to like rise to the occasion. Yeah, that's um, true. People are not vibing each other out you know, is down because criminals aren't leaving their house. Like it's, it's, I'm sure there's a lot of shit going on. We're not hearing about, but basically people are acting really responsibly in New York. Um, but it's weird because there's no one out. So like you go out for a run and it's like, there's just nobody there. And, you know, it's dirtier than it's been in a while because like trash is just blowing around and like there's less, there's, there's less people cleaning up and all that kind of stuff. So like, and you just see weird shit, you know, like I've been taking pictures of weird shit that I see, like, you know, like <laughs> a true documentarian. You know, like I'm, I'm thinking about posting it all. Cause it's just like on my runs, you'll just encounter odd things that shouldn't like, I saw like this crazy bees nest just like on the steps, like somebody <laughs> just left it on the steps. Like it's a massive bees nest. And I'm like, how did that get there? Like, why is that there? Who put it there? You know, like, yeah, there's a lot of questions with that. Yeah, like weird. I saw like a sign today that like this guy has like a, a little garden in front of his brownstone in, in the neighborhood and, and he's got like a like a Roman like bust, like a head. Yeah. And, like, and then there's a sign next to it that just says, God help us. And, like, and <laughs> yeah, you got to like, start his, throwing all this shit up on the stories, bro. Yeah, yeah it's no, not. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm collecting it and it's like, it's, you know, it's just odd, you know, like in – but in this environment, it's not odd. You're like, oh, I totally get it. Um, but any other time, it'd be like, why is that sign next to that head? You know, like, it's just weird. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's definitely, it's weird in New York, but it's not, like, negative. You know, it's not like, yeah. it's, not a, it's not a negative energy. There's just a, there's a lack of energy because no one's out. Which is, I mean, that's like, you know, energy is basically the appeal of New York. So when that's right. lost, it's a very, it's a strange feeling. I do feel a little bit of, I feel like I'm missing out a little bit. You know what I mean? I, I feel like I should be there to experience it at least a little bit. Um, but at the same time, I'm probably better off. Chris, do you have I mean, any 
any plan on when you're going to return to the Big Apple? I mean, look, if they, whenever the gym opens, I'll be back. Let me put it that way. <laughs> when they, but you know, you know, Brendan, I'm sure you're aware as a, as a news hound that at, at George's opening on Friday, just jumping the fucking gut. So if I need to go catch Corona and get a pump on, I can always go to my parents' house. <laughs> you know, so, so it's not, I have a place to go. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have, I, I have places I can go if I really feel like risking it all. But I do think that, um, I, if Georgia, if this thing goes down in Georgia and two weeks later everybody dies, it's going to be crazy. But, but they're like, going to. They are going, <laughs> dude, like there was this guy who was posting on all his social media sites, right? Like he was like, it's a hoax, it's a this, it's a democratic thing to get rid of Trump, blah, 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 right? All that kind of stuff that was. Oh, then he died and he died. He's <laughs> dead. He's dead. He died. I mean, that's so good, dude. It's like, like when Boris died. Johnson, when Boris Johnson got it, it was so good. <laughs> I mean, the, there was a preacher who opened his church and he was like, you know, God, God, will, yeah, God will protect us. Said, that guy's dead. Like, <laughs> you know, he died. I mean, that's the, that's this poetic brilliance that you can't plan for. That's too good. Like, what it's is, just what too does good. that say about us liking them dying? I mean, like, I'm not, I, like, I, <laughs> I like it. Like, it is, it is, you know, it's, it's justice porn or whatever. It's, it's nice to hear dumb people dying, I guess, but. It's turning Look, us into kind of fucked up a little I bit. Never I never said it. I liked it. You guys in the team said it. Well, I'm, right? not, I'm not saying you liked it, but you know, we're all talking about it, it and laughing about it, that it's a cool, funny thing, which I, uh, so, I don't disagree just with. Just so God knows, I have no part in this. I just told you guys as news, <laughs> you guys are leveling in it, because justice continues. So, so mm-hmm. good Lord, I am not happy about this. Good Lord. Life. Good Lord. Blame, are you a religious blame? man? Um, not, not in that way. No, <laughs> like, no, definitely not. I mean, I, I believe in what I believe in, but like, you know, you wouldn't risk word, getting coronavirus to go to a Southern church. God, no. I mean, when You're, I hear religion, I get, I get nervous because religion is just like, it's basically, you know, it's men, right? It's like men controlling it stories really is. and it's, it's a disaster. Like, you know, I believe something and I believe it's even possible that Jesus you know, walked the earth and did some of the things he supposedly did. But like what religion is today is, is a disaster. And I think if Jesus showed up today, the first people to go down in flames would be all these guys with the big churches and all that. Those are my favorite. Those are my favorite guys. I fucking love, I mean, honestly, like the, the Southern pastors that have fucking Bentleys and private jets, those guys are the the coolest. So do you you watch John Oliver? Do you watch? Yeah, yeah, I do actually. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the, the, the recent one where he showed this like, Guy the, guy blowing, the guy blowing, the guy blowing. This guy was in the pulpit, Jason, and he, he called coronavirus by name and then just blew really hard and said it was gone. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It was, it was so good, actually. That was really funny. And he has more money than all of us combined. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. By, by a lot. Like, so, but you're from Georgia, dude. You can help me out here. So, like... <laughs> Like, be careful. believe that. Like, no, like, no I'm, I'm not going to be careful. Like, people, like you have yes. like yes. people you know that you grew up with, they believe that shit. Like they, they watch this guy and they're like, okay, he blew coronavirus away. Let we're me say this. Let me say it? this. And I've said <laughs> <laughs> when you put it that way, no, I mean, I've said this before. I think in the South religion is almost part of the, the fabric, the way that like Judaism is in New York where it's like almost cultural. And there's obviously extremes to that. Like I went to church every Sunday until I was seven, until I moved out of the house. But it was just like 
my parents weren't really concerned whether how, how, how serious I was about it after, I, you know, at 12, I told them this is fucking stupid and went and listened to, you know, black flag or whatever. But right. the, it was just like, that's you what wish. we do as a, fa- that's what we do as a family. We go, you know, and right. it's, it's right. but, but I think like anything else, there's, there's obviously extremes. And unfortunately in that realm, the extremes all exist in the general area where I was raised. So, um, you know, I do, <laughs> I do know those kind of people or we're exposed to those kind of people, but the people in my life and like my family, it's very much like, you know, this is something we do. It's not as like, yeah, Jesus is going to, you know, I, I have cancer, but I'm going to pray and not get chemo is not the vibe. Right. Right. right this right, is something right. that I mean, we do. So parents- the neighbors don't think that we're bad people. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 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 It's more of, it's cultural. That's what I mean. It's like, it's mm-hmm. like, um, it's just something you do. And, and it's like, it's weird. I don't know how it is now. I think now times have changed and things are just more modern everywhere. So I'm sure it's a little less um, but that, extreme. But that, yeah, I think women that, can vote down there now. Like all women can women, women can vote now. It's pretty crazy. Um, bathrooms, actually. Both races can go into it. But any Georgia race has any changed. Georgia has changed. But wait, dude, this guy and all these guys, right? They're loaded. Which rich, rich. People are sending them money. Hell yeah. Right? Hell yeah. Which means people believe. Yes. Right? That's crazy. That is so insane to me. But I think people need, like, it's the same way that, you know, the three of us. It's like, if if I was in the same room, I, I like, I just think that some people are, are um, need something. You know what I mean? And, and desperately need it. And they think that this person is actually closer to God than they are. You know, and it's it's no different than like celebrity worship and the way people act around celebrities. You know, you know what I mean? It's like the same way people buy everything Kanye puts out and then pays to go to his concert. You know, it's 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 the same idea, really. They're, it's a celebrity. They need so a they're leader. just looking at they're looking at these preachers as just entertainment. Then they're just like, <laughs> no, I think it's deeper than that. But I do think entertainment plays a big part in it. I mean, that's why right. like church getting so popular with celebrities now. Um, <clears throat> a famous Noah customer Justin Bieber, for example. Um, he, <laughs> you know, oh, I, like him. I like him. No, Noah Hatware or Justin Bieber is, uh, I mean, he, him and all his crew go to a cool church. It's led by a cool pastor. Who's like good looking and wears St. Laurent. Y- you know what I mean? Yeah, it's but like, that's, but, but we know what that is. That's all nonsense, right? That's like, these guys, they have, they have sinned. They're trying to get like, they're trying to like make up for the, yes, but like a simple, but a, a simple Southern person also thinks they've sinned. It just isn't in a cool way. <laughs> like they, right. they like looked at porn once and felt bad. Whereas Justin Bieber did, you know, a pound of methamphetamine and had sex with 30 <laughs> girls. It's, it's two different levels of sinning, but, but everything, <laughs> it only appeals, you know, it's only real to, to who it's real to. So, right. I mean, I, but it's no different to me. And that's why it's been really odd for me to see like, Christianity specifically become like trendy with celebrities because it's well, the I least cool, it, least cool thing on, on earth to me. I think it's just marketing. I think it's an, like, it like running, running wasn't cool when I started. Yeah. Right. Like, and like it was for nerds and weirdos and like, you know, people would see me running and be like, dude, are you running? Yeah. I'm not like, why are you running? You know, like, so this is just the next level of that. And I feel like famous people are always looking for that. Like, um, like almost like a shock value component like oh look look what i'm gonna do now Yo, it's yeah it's like church now and it's like true. you know what as far as i'm concerned fuck you like get out <laughs> like, 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 you know what as far as i'm concerned i mean yeah. i i think it's all though a i mean you know when there's money to be made there's money to be made like i can't wait to start my church because i have the vernacular i've i've <laughs> 
being raised in the church, I know the language so well and the, the nuance to it that I could, and I think I have a cult like personality, you know, obviously. So I think it'd be, you know, I just need a building basically. I can, you I know? can really and, picture Chris with the, with the Hermes collection tray. Dig deep, brothers. <laughs> dig deep, dig deep. <laughs> I mean, I mean look, that, you need a building. That should be no problem. I mean, you watch Ozark, right? Like you just need somebody who needs to clean some money. And you exactly. I'm, 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 I would love to do something illegal, Brendan. I know you know that about me. I'm, I'm itching to do something illegal. Like I, I, like Jason knows, I have to speed to feel something in a car now. So anything illegal I can do, I would love to wash money. Maybe you, know, you can insider get into trading. the gra- you should get into the graph game. It's really thriving right now in our I could do, quarantine yeah, society. Yeah, graffiti would be. I, Montreal's a big graffiti town. I talked about it today. I could get out there and and, and get up. Do some you know, of do your some, street art, maybe. I could do some fill-ins out there, but I mean. Religion. I'm sure Eli. I'm sure Eli has some dirty money he needs cleaned, right? Definitely. Oh, definitely has. Some, yeah, definitely. There, I definitely know people that have dirty money. I just need to figure <laughs> out how to clean it. I just need a way to clean it. Right now, I'm merely a vessel, and I don't have. I don't have an ocean to sail in. You know what I mean? Um, would you have? What would be the name of your religion or your church? Would you have? Do you have a name? Oh no, I'd go, I'd go straight. No, it'd be it'd be done to death church. It would be it would be. <laughs> I would just. I keep the brand <laughs> strong. I would keep the brand strong. Right, focus. Always, always good to have the word death in your church. Exactly. But well, I think it's I think it's you know, death is inevitable and honestly, the sooner you die, the sooner you get to meet God. So I think it could work, actually. Um, <laughs> but I think if I keep a strong I would have a strong narrative of my own redemption if I kept the brand name the same. You know what I mean? Mm. I, I I would come out on the other side a, a leader, you know, but I was once a sinner. Because the devil uh, and, the devil has had his claws in you before, Brother Chris. Exactly. Brother Chris has been has been on both sides and luckily now I'm closer to God than ever. Um, Please don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, on your way out to stop at the store <laughs> exactly. back for your t-shirts. Yeah, exactly. We have a Dutch Death uh, Church Noah collaboration in the back, very limited. We have very, a very brand limited. new Gildan hoodies in the back. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, this is a great. Thank you, guys. This is a free business idea. I love this. I have two two great entrepreneurs just feeding me advice. Um, sure. Brendan, speaking Brent, of uh, speaking Paul of Kanye. spending, speaking of spending in the gift shop, how, how have there been any any luxuries that you were that you are missing now in the quarantine that you were living before? Um no, luxuries are not a part of my my landscape, really. Like, I mean, Brendan, you luxury- eat lunch front. You eat lunch at Balthazar every day, bro. Come on now, don't <laughs> front. Don't front on these fucking people. You're drinking six dollar iced teas from Dean DeLuca. All right, so, don't front. Like, what don't kind front of shoes this- are you running in? So first, first of all, I would do a burger from Balthazar about once every six weeks. That's fact. Okay, okay, it's not every day. The, and and Dina DeLuca's been closed for ages, dude. What are you talking about? Like, so where you, oh, so where are you eating? Chipotle? Come on now. <laughs> Chipotle. You know we moved offices, right? Like we're Yeah, I know. Now, so now you're going to Hampton Chutney Company, a known wasp oh, establishment. Gross. That place is disgusting. I hate I hate I hate that place too. But people Everyone love it. Said, everyone we said gets sick. There's nobody I know that's ever eaten that has So where are you where are you eating in Soho? Let's fantasize for a second. <laughs> so let's see. I mean, we were right above Soho Thai, actually. Um, at the new office. So Soho Thai was definitely in the mix. But, you know, I, mean, I eat like a 12-year-old. Um, so I was, you know, I order like pizza and like, you know, like, oh, Pete's Pie Company. They do a chicken pot pie. You ever have it? No, I don't eat meat. You know that. Oh, that's right. You're one of those people. I forgot. And Chris, um, Chris would never eat a pot pie right now. Yeah, Bridget, <laughs> we, 
We're actually on a we're we're always on a strict diet. We're trying to cut calories. But the fact that he is over here eating chicken pot pies, hauling ass around New York, (laughs) and he's in better shape than we are combined says something, doesn't it? It does say it does say something. I would say genetics, but I don't know. So just for your listeners, I mean, Chris tried to flip it and make it like I was some bougie guy, and obviously (laughs) in the course of this conversation, we realized that it's the opposite. No, no, I'm a known bougie guy, but I want somebody to die on the white white trash twelve year old food, and like you know, God knows what you're eating like you're eating like a 30 dollar salad so come on no i'm not i would never well, I, would I mean never. luxuries go beyond food like have you have you switched up some some soap brands or like are you are you doing anything <laughs> brendan you're trying to tell me you're you trying say- to tell me that you and estelle don't have aesop in the house right now to wash your hands estelle <laughs> hey baby what's, what kind of soap this- we got <laughs> hold on what's the soap at the kitchen sink the, so- the hand soap at the kitchen sink. What is it? If you say Myers, I swear to fucking God. <laughs> Wait, what is it? Soapley. No, but the hand soap. <laughs> Soapley sounds like a cool new startup. Yeah. It does sound like a startup. Soap.ly. It's, it's, it's Soapley, apparently. Um, Doesn't sound cheap, I'll tell you that. Right. Okay. Thanks. Um <laughs> She's like, wow, sounds like you're doing a cool podcast, babe. This podcast sounds like you're covering some important topics. But Brendan, uh, Brendan, I'm not going to let you I'm not going to let you flip this on me because I've seen you wear I've seen you have a pair of croc real croc loafers. Yes. Like crocodile, not croc the not croc the rubber croc, sneaker shoes. Not croc stamped, like some real boss bougie shit, some upper east side shit. Yeah, so those were and I've had those probably 15 maybe more years those were a gift actually from um um, mark mcnary he made those yeah i mean look those are amazing shoes but i was hoping you paid a lot of money for them but i mean i I think i'm sorry i think you do have a taste for the finer things in life but you're somehow dodging our questions well you're not going to pin it on me because the fact is like i would never spend fifteen hundred or two thousand dollars on clockwork i just wouldn't like i'm fortunate to to, you know, they were a gift. Like, I don't know what to say, dude. Like, wow, what not, a flex. I'm, Do you hear that flex, Jason? Yeah, it, <laughs> said, it, it ain't tricking if you got it is what it sounds it, like. It is. It ain't tricking if you got it. Damn, that is, nothing has ever been more real. I, I unfortunately, Brendan, am a sucker and absolutely would pay two grand for a pair of Croc loafers. 100%. Would you? Yeah, I mean, I, I just started buying, I bought a couple pairs of very expensive shoes this year and it feels good. I mean, it, it, it changed my life. If, if you're going to wear a shoe every day, you should get the best one that, that's available, I think. I mean, look, shoes, if a well-made shoe and a few good shoes do cost a lot of money. It's just that simple. And if you buy a good pair of shoes, you're probably going to have them for a very long time, if not for the rest of your life. So, like, from an investment perspective, it makes sense. You know, I haven't seen you, although I can't think of the last time I've seen you in a pair of, like, real shoes. I used to wear them exclusively. I don't know why I stopped. Like, something flipped. Uh, I feel like last, I feel like last time I saw you wearing like a, a Julian Casablancas level Adidas high top, <laughs> like it was a sample or something. But I was like, "What the fuck is going on? Why are you wearing Run DMC shoes right now?" <laughs> oh no, they were they were, they were uh, the top tens. Yeah, but that's a. I mean, wow, that looks a pre- It's a pretty extreme look for you. Um, You're talking it, to it, a pretty extreme guy, Chris. That's true. Basically, basically, what's happened is as I've gotten older, um, I haven't wanted to. Um, align with my demographic. So <laughs> I think so, that's called a midlife crisis, but yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> Continue. Right. Yeah, okay. 
Instead of a Porsche, I've got top tens, basically. <laughs> well, that, that 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 is more affordable. Right. Much more, especially since there are samples. You've like become an old head. Them. You've become yeah. an old head. But you don't have any, like, Charvet slippers or anything? No, I mean, you know, I, you know, I own a few pairs of, like, my, my slipper thing was, I've got some really cool Paul Stewart, like, hard sole slippers I used to wear, and... um I've been a fan of Belgians for a long time. You are an OG Belgian. You're you're one of the first people I ever knew that, that put me onto Belgians. I'll give you yeah, that. Yeah, but they're not. You know, they're they're not no, cheap. Those, they're like four hundred bucks or something. But they're not like crazy. No, know? those aren't crazy. I think I think anything over a thousand is when you're talking real crazy talk. Yeah, which I'm not sure I would ever do. Like honestly, like I'm. It's I don't I don't really spend money like that. Like, what's your not, what's your running shoe, Brendan? Newton. He's a Newton head, which is like the Newton. OG nerd nerd runner shoe. Um, That's good. That's very cool. Did they? They and they didn't get bought or anything, right, Brendan? They stayed like they stayed independent. Yeah. So the last the last I had heard, because like they came out, they were like I had to order them online for a while, and then for like a couple of years they were actually available in stores. Like you could get it at like Paragon and Super Runner Shop, and then that that for some reason it disappeared, right? And I had a call with the CEO at the time because I wanted to do something with them. And what turns out, they brought in like a former CEO of Quicksilver. And you can imagine how that call went. He was in his car and like, he, he was just like not present for the call at all. And like, yeah. he, he was basically just bullshitting me the whole time. Um, and I guess it turns out his focus was like, oh, we're going to streamline the business. And, da, 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 da. and I was like, okay, dude, see you later. Like, he just... <laughs> So, so I guess they went Shots through some fired instruction. Shots fired to Quicksilver. <laughs> yeah, he was, he, was, he was a joker. But um, I guess they, they, either he did it or someone after him did it, but eventually they restructured the business. And I heard they were going out of business. They yeah. did not. They're still here. They're introducing new product now. The shoes are as good as they ever were. Um, they just hadn't had much of a, a brand expansion, which I, mean, I, I expected by now. I, I kind of think it's for the best, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I think like like – what is happening to Hoka? Like, who knows if they can maintain this? Like, can they go back to a core running brand after being like hoard out to fashion? Like it's going to, it's going to be tough. I think Newton, like if you buy those, you buy those and there's nothing that is going to turn you off because they've stayed the course. Well, I wouldn't be caught dead just walking around in them. Right. So like, not, you know, like they're not cool. You know, just, yeah, but but they also could be Balenciaga. You know what I mean? Like ugly, <laughs> sh- ugly shit like that is like what people pay a thousand dollars for, dude. That's like yeah, really the, what Balenci- the, the fact that they're so terribly not cool is what makes them cool. And that's what made Hoka explode. And Hoka is owned by the same company that owns UGG, so they knew how to, you know, right. they knew they knew how to. Like, and also, lean into having that. a shoe that nobody else has at all is also very cool. Right. Very cool. You guys know more about this than I do. Like you guys are, you guys are teaching me stuff because I don't. Really I don't know if that's true. Pay um, attention. <laughs> <laughs> I feel well, like you I know mean, a thing or two. You know a thing or two. I mean, you definitely know a thing or two. But I, I do think that the um, running shoe market is is interesting to me because I only want to wear Nike because they're cool, but they're not good running shoes. It's it's you know I used to have this whole like who's good who's not. I, I don't care anymore. I feel like if, if it's good for you, it's good for you. You know what I mean? Like, and there's different ways things can be good for people. Um, it's true. You know, like I think they're all, you know, all the companies from Nike to Addy to Newton to Hoka to Saucony, they're all doing 
what they do, and it's going to appeal to different people for different reasons. And you know, damn, listen to this guy trying to get listen to this guy trying to get a running shoe collab with every company out here. (laughs) You know what, guys? I think everything's great. You know, I would never show any brand allegiance anyone. If you want to email me directly, you can. Even the uh, good good people at Under Armour and Skechers are doing great (laughs) stuff right now. I think they're really turning it around. I that love, one is that one is mind blowing. The Skechers one when they got Ned Kuflesky signed up, that was I couldn't believe it. I, I I think people will do anything for money. That's what that's what the reality is. But I, I think right. that but I think what you guys I think it's interesting, like what you guys did with with Solivair is like that's a brand that like I had maybe heard of in passing and you guys bring it in, you guys do your own, and now I see them everywhere. That you fully that, that fully happened because of Noah, in my mind. Um I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I know that nobody in America sold them and I know that, you know, it was something that was brought to my attention and, you know, this Brian Sweeney, who is basically our design director was like, Oh yeah, solar bears are great. Whatever. And we started talking about them and then like, really all you have to do is look at them and see that they were just like a way better shoe than the other one. And I'm not, yeah. you know, we'll, I won't say who it is, but like, it's just a superior better shoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's incredible. Like they're great. So like, it was such an easy decision for us to be like, let's just do this. Um, we did see an increase in, in visibility on them after we brought them in. And, um, we, we definitely were told that our next order might be delayed because they were all of a sudden very busy. And we were like, you're kidding, right? Like, <laughs> like we made you hot, baby. Come on. You have to save some for us. Like we got to wait in line now. You're like, seriously? So like mm. we had to like, get out ahead of that and place orders. I stopped myself from getting those green ones. Cause I was like, I just don't need another pair of shoes. And I regret it every day. <laughs> I guys, mean, they're great. Those, those, I mean, I have the green ones. They're incredible. I wear them all the time. Do you think there's anything that Hoka can do to turn it around and become cool again? Or is it done? <laughs> I, I didn't know that. I didn't know they weren't cool. I, this I, fucking guy. They did outdoor voices, bro. Come on. <laughs> did you think, you think I'm here paying attention to what all the, I, I'm not. I, I mean, I probably should be. Like, maybe no, I, I know what you are. You're one of those guys at the top. It's like, I can't be distracted by what other people are doing. I have to keep my vision. Brendan, clear. will you pay us to do that for you, please? <laughs> yeah, yeah, this <laughs> is we literally need what, a job. This is what we do for a living. So I'm seeing a hole in your business structure. Yeah, so first, just, first you know. hit is free, Brendan. But if you want to keep this <laughs> train going, we're going to have to do so a I'll little have, routing I'll number. Have, hold, hold on. What's happening? Okay. Okay. I'll have Bo email you guys after this conversation. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, tell Bo. Bo and I have talked before. He know he has my email address. We've we've discussed <laughs> things before. Uh, <laughs> so how are uh, you guys in the midst of all this? How are you feeling? Honestly, I feel pretty fucking good, man. I mean, yeah. like this whole shit is crazy, and I'm a little bored and a little stir crazy. But overall, I've handled it better than I thought I would. Like I thought I would have a full meltdown. Jason's thriving. He's he lives in LA, bro. It's different. There's no problems there. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. The bubble. I have multiple yeah. kettlebells. It's it's 86 degrees outside. It's 90 degrees outside right now. Fahrenheit. Things are going right. all right. I mean, and other than nobody, having no empl- uh, no source of income, things are going great. <laughs> well, you, don't need, you don't really need money in LA anyway, right? You can just go to your neighbor's orange tree and you'll be all set. That's true. That's uh, definitely what he's doing. I have so much citrus from my neighbor's trees in my kitchen right now, I swear to God. <laughs> but unfortunately, le- uh, Meyer Lemons don't pay the rent. Right. Nah. I heard Amazon's hiring. <laughs> 
Tibet depends on the, you mean for a driver or in 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 the strategy department. You're more you're more of a warehouse guy. In my yeah, opinion. I was thinking more pick and pack. But, yeah, you're yeah. you're more of a pick and pack guy. Pick and pack. All right, fine. We, I was actually we, volunteering. I was I was trying to. I talked to Justin that does jams, and I was trying to volunteer while I'm in Montreal to go pack his orders because I want something to do, but. <laughs> But I think he, I think he thought I was kidding. But I'm like, no, bro, I'm ready to like, I'm ready to work, dude. You know, like <laughs> I want something to do. Like, uh, what, let me help. I mean, I it's it's crazy, but like there there's some jobs. Like you know, I did see, I saw like a like a, I think it was like a TV ad for like UPS was hiring. You know, like yeah, because I think I think that that's I mean, like anything else, there's businesses that are going to thrive during this shit. They're they're going right. to see crazy numbers, you know, and I think that's like. You know, you can think of what they are, but I, I, especially UPS, I mean, my mom has mailed me some stuff and a, a, a UPS package got here in three days and the U.S. Postal Service took two weeks. So, you know, it's like, and the, it was a $20 difference in price. It's like, I'm going to, I'm going to go UPS and that means they're going to be overloaded. So they need to hire people. Right. Well, they're trying to get rid of the postal service, right? Like, yeah, which I, I, I really hate that actually the postal service. I think, do we talk about it, Jason? It's just. And Brendan, I'm sure you experienced this too, but like if you grew up into punk and hardcore and shit, like USPS was a lifeline. Like getting records and communicating with people, it was just so important. I just can't imagine getting rid of it. Like, you know, like I'm reading about all these crazy things, like that they're trying to get rid of the postal service. I'm reading about them trying to privatize the national parks where like companies will run them. And it's like, like, I mean, they've done that with prisons, right? Which is already a disaster. (laughs) Like, what if they works. hired Patagonia to, to run the national parks? <laughs> hmm? It all depends on it who would, you get in charge. I mean, but it would never happen because, you know. Yeah, it like, would never happen. You don't think big boy Trump puts on a pair of five-inch baggies to go hit the golf ball around? Yeah. <laughs> 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 you they, never know. They ain't five-inch. They ain't five-inch. No, he's, he needs the nine. You know what I'm saying? Um Brendan, uh, thanks for joining us. I think we, I think we've covered it all, bro. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me. I don't know if this was helpful, good, bad, what, but no, it was great. No, I think it's it's nice for us to talk to people that that are are um, not only business owners but parents and just people that think about this stuff mm-hmm. a little more critical, a little more critically than others, you know. Um, right. So, and you know, I'm a, I obviously I'm a I'm Noah's number one fan. I want to see the brand thrive and survive. So I like to hear reassurance from the man himself. Um, you know what I mean? Because you know, I need to hear it directly from the horse's mouth. Yeah, can you give Can you give Chris a promo code for the website right now? Fifteen percent <laughs> off, all, or free shipping on orders over a hundred dollars if you use the code. Chris yeah, Mark? actually, I'm gonna charge the, the charge for you being on this podcast. I'll send you my personal order when we get off the phone. You can just pick and pack that yourself if you don't mind. Um, yeah, no, I got, I got it. Seriously, you, no problem. You. Direct, direct access. Exactly. That's what. That's what. That's. I want people to know I have it. It's important for me. Um, but uh, yeah, if if, um, if you guys want to shop, you know where to go. It's noahny.com is the website. Um, it's oh, it's is that at- a plug. I didn't know. We, I didn't wasn't doing this for a plug. I didn't know that was a thing. No, of course we. Of course you're here to plug. Yeah, fill and, your and carts. Dig deep, brothers and sisters. On dig deep. <laughs> you get you get some free incense. You know what I mean. Um, do you guys? What's the Instagram? It's Noah New York. Is it at Noah NY? Uh, it's Noah. Clo- Instagram is Noah Clothing. Okay, got it. And. Yeah. Um, if you need anything from Brendan, just send a smoke signal because he's not leaving the house. Uh, yeah. Salvation, salvation lies in the checkout. Like, wow! <laughs> Damn. 
That's fire. <laughs> That's a good tagline. Thank you for joining us. Uh, be safe. Tell the family I said hello, and we will talk soon. All right, then. Take care. All right, thanks, thanks, you. Talk to you later, man. Bye, man. Bye.